This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the Therapy Group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey, Jen, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, though, with the experience that you just had? Oh, my very sad. <laughs> I was like, okay? what happened? And then I remembered. <laughs> All right. So what Jen's talking about is that I just, you, you ever wake up and you just got a hankering? Like I had a hankering for bacon, egg and cheese and I needed this bacon, egg and cheese. Let me on a bagel, specifically on a bagel, right? Obviously obviously and i ordered it we were like in a recording i ordered it i was like oh cool got delivered i'm gonna go take a break we'll get back on the recording afterwards it wasn't they didn't deliver me a bacon egg and cheese they delivered me a egg and cheese on white toast there's no bacon and there was no bagel which are the two honestly most, most significant Im- parts of most important things 100 percent. so, so i'm grieving right now but i'm gonna yeah. be okay <laughs> you will you are resilient you will get through this Thank you. You're welcome. And I will support you. All right. And we're going to set some boundaries with ourselves. Maybe the boundary I'm going to set with myself is to not order from that place again. I think that's a good boundary to order to, to have but with yourself. Before we talk more about boundaries with yourself, we have an intro question. Aaron asked, Aaron, the listener, Aaron, we love you. What celebrity would you want to play you in a movie? I'd say I, Brie Larson, just because I love Brie Larson. I think Jennifer Lawrence, because I love Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, so we would just have Jennifer Lawrence and Brie Larson, who I feel like are the two. You know what? It's also funny. They're both like two like relatable actresses. <laughs> so relatable. So relatable. <laughs> All right. So we had put up this Instagram 
Yeah. About boundaries with yourself. And people had a lot to say about it. So so first, let's go over what we had posted. So the the thing that we posted that I think people really related to and connected to were the five signs that you have unhealthy boundaries with yourself. Number one, you don't follow through on commitments that you make to yourself. Number two, you don't respect your own time and energy. Number three, you set unrealistic expectations with yourself. Number four, you overcommit yourself. And number five, you focus on other people's needs before your own. Mm. And the reason why I think that a lot of people related to this is because I really do think it is hard to set boundaries with yourself. Leading us into our first question is why are boundaries with yourself always the hardest to keep? You know, it's interesting. I think one of the reasons, my guess would be one of the reasons why is because there's not really the accountability. Like we should be holding that accountability for ourselves, but like we don't. So it's kind of like, whatever, I told myself I'd do the dishes today, but like it doesn't really matter. No one else is going to know. Yeah. And so it, it tells you how much we do to impress or to perform for other people. Yes. Yeah. I think boundaries with ourselves are the hardest to keep because we have such an easier time disappointing ourselves than we do disappointing other people. You know, if we disappoint ourselves, we are we already understand what the repercussions of that are. And when we disappoint other people, those repercussions are unpredictable for us. And the unknown is terrifying for us as human beings. And so it's much easier to be able to disappoint ourselves when we know what the repercussions are and we have control over the repercussions, right? Like I didn't do the dishes. And so the repercussions are, I'm just going to have to do the dishes later. I'm going to have yeah. a dirty sink. But that's something I have control over where if it's related to someone else, you don't know how they're going to react, right? You don't know what their reaction might be. And so it's much easier to disappoint ourselves than it is to disappoint other people. So let's give an example of like a, like what like a boundary with yourself is. So like, right, let's take the example of uh, you don't respect your time and energy. So let's say I had an incredibly difficult week, but I made a commitment to somebody to do something on Friday night. I, the idea of doing this is overwhelming to me. I feel panicked to thought about it, but I'm so worried about upsetting the other person. I would rather just totally annihilate the little bit of, <laughs> of energy I have left and then possibly resent this person. And it's true. You might go and you might end up having a good time. And so it's hard to say it. So you tell yourself, it's like, I'll be fine once I get there. And maybe that's true. But also sometimes you're like just not in the headspace. And so I'd rather not set a boundary with me and what I need for my time and energy. And I'd rather just go for someone else. So last week in the office, we had like this crazy day, like just there was like a million things that happened, unpredictable thing. And I was so overstimulated, but I was supposed to leave at four o'clock to go to this neighborhood like um, holiday happy hour thing. and. I was just sitting there and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't go make small talk. I'm really like overstimulated. Um, if I'm there, I think I'm going to get anxious and then I'm going to be overthinking things that I said. Like, I just knew it wasn't going to go well. But two years ago, 
three years ago, if you had said to me, cancel something you committed to, I would be like, oh, I made a commitment. How could I do that? And now it was very easy to send a text saying, I'm so sorry, I'm not going to make it. But something, you know, my day got turned around and I'm really looking forward to the next thing. What would have two years ago, what your your younger self two years ago, what would have kept you from setting that boundary? I was worried people would be upset with me. Yeah. Yeah. Disappoint people upset with me or I wouldn't get invited next time. That's like always a big fear of mine um, that then I'll be left out in the future. If I say no one time that I'm like off the invite list. Oh, how do you feel about that now? I don't give a shit if I'm off the invite list. Now. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was going to be like, don't, you know, I'm fine. But my relationships now, and I'm not even talking about two years ago. I'm going to say five years ago, 10 years yeah. ago. My relationships now are so much more secure and deep relationships. Yeah. They're like canceling one thing. It was not at risk in anything. All but right. 10 years ago, my relationships were pretty superficial and surface level. So like yeah. it could have been like that, you know? Right. That like having those moments of connection were much more important because you weren't getting the fulfillment that you needed from the you, the relationships around exactly. you that you get now. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense to me. And you hear this a lot of like, I committed to this. I don't want to bail out. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if I'm, I mean, maybe this is just me. If someone's like, I've had a really long week. I'm so sorry. Can we reschedule? I'm like, fuck yeah, of course. Yes, but not everyone is you. I know. I, that's why. Well, why I was you love it. a cancellation, but some people. I don't know. Let's say someone was like really excited and they feel really hurt. I well, it's it's not just that I love a cancellation. I relate to that so yeah. much. Like, okay, but let's say the other. Okay, so but yeah. let's say you're in the space and you need to cancel something. Let's like yeah, walk yeah. through this. Yeah, the person you're canceling on has been really going through it and they were yeah. really looking forward to this yes. night. Yeah. And they're also someone who's maybe sensitive yeah. to plans changing or transitions. And they're not thrilled. What do you do about it is the question. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is one of the reasons, like we said, that we would be willing to put ourselves in this stressing situation is because we don't want to cause it to someone else. Right. Especially if we already know that person's going through some shit. Right. Um, I think that having a deeper conversation about it is really important. And I think balancing out, right? Is this, are you someone that's always canceling on them, right? Like if that's the case where it, I, I would ask yourself, is this actually a friendship you want to continue, mm -hmm. right? If if you're someone who keeps making plans with the same person and then keeps canceling because you genuinely do not want to see this person, yeah. right? Or it feels like too much for you, or maybe you're in completely different places. I think that might be a bigger conversation you might have to have with yourself. If it is the situation where you are completely overstimulated and you set these plans and the person is going to be really sensitive to it and was really looking forward to this. And you know this, that I think a deeper conversation can sometimes come into play where you say, listen, I know that you're really struggling. I want to be able to be there for you fully. I'm really struggling today. And so can we reschedule for tomorrow or Sunday? Um, for some reason, I'm picturing this to be on a Friday. <laughs> um, can we reschedule because I want to be able to be fully myself so that we can really connect and I don't have that capacity right now because what you don't want is when you 
forego a boundary with yourself to take care of someone else, right? One time it might be okay. A few times it might be okay. But if it's happening over and over again, you begin to build resentment in the relationship towards this other person who maybe didn't get a say in that resentment, right? So if you can say to someone that you really care about, like, hey, I'm also really struggling today. I know that that you really um, get rejuvenated by being with other people. And like, I get rejuvenated by like sitting by myself. And so I just need tonight to sit by myself. And like, I would love to meet up with you tomorrow, or I would love to meet up with you this week when I have the headspace for it. That is, I think, a really important conversation to have if the relationship is really important yeah. to you. I have a friend who very much knows me at this point, and she very much gets rejuvenated by like talking about like what she's going through. She knows that I am just, if I'm too overstimulated, I shut down. And so I will not answer her for like for days. And she knows that. And I, I prepped her originally. I said, listen, like I get really overstimulated from like what we do and we talk a lot. And so I get really shut down. And she called me and I texted her back the other day and I said, hey, like, I'm so sorry I couldn't get back to you. Like, I'll call you and then the car, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, it's no problem at all. Like, I know you. It's fine. I know you will get back to me when you have the space. There's and safety so, in that relationship there's because you lot. were honest from the beginning. Exactly. I set the precedence from the beginning about who I am and how I recuperate for mm -hmm. myself so that there wasn't any blurred lines. I don't yeah. think I would have done that when I was younger, but no. I'm very clear about what I can provide in a relationship now. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. 
Prose is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash shrinkchicks. So like if you're starting to a new relationship, how do I be honest from the very beginning? Yes. Let's say that these are people that have been in your life for 20 years. Yeah. And the dynamics are very set. Yes. It's very hard to then transition, but you're going to have to say, hey, I've been learning new things about myself and here's one of the things I've learned. Yes. And that when you are really honest about who you are and what you need and your friends accept you for that and they understand mm-hmm. that about you. I think that that's a really beautiful thing to be able to have. I have another a friend from college who I never answer. I, I think I just like don't answer texts. I'm really horrible at answering texts. This is like when you texted me about opening up a pizza hut, a pizza chain, and I never answered you. Like sometimes I'll just read things and forget. When I am in a group text, I am so overstimulated by the amount of texts coming oh, in that horrible. like... I'm really horrible at following up. So I have a friend from college who if like something's happening, she specifically texts me because she knows I don't read any group texts, which I really appreciate. I don't expect that of people. Like no, I think it's my nice. responsibility to like catch up and see what's going on. Um, but she knows that about me. And so she reaches out. So I just think there's so much you can really benefit by being very honest about who you are in your relationships. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself is a boundary that you set with yourself and you show to other people um, so that they can really understand you. And the people who maybe need more in their relationships, they might not stick around. Yeah. Um, I want to jump to this other question because I think it leads into an interesting part of the conversation. Somebody wrote in and said, where is the line between having boundaries for yourself and being selfish? Mm. And I think this is very interesting because we've talked about this before, I know, in earlier episodes about we have selfish, selfless, and in the middle is self-care. And so for you to say to yourself, what is self-care and how do I define that for myself? Here is the other thing. When you talk about this line, the line can be different for other for everyone else. So somebody might see something you're doing as selfish and it wasn't. It was you being taking care of yourself, but someone else might have a different opinion and you're going to have to decide how you track that for yourself. I also wonder if anyone is even saying this or is this something that you just say to yourself? Your fear is that you're selfish, right? And who told you that? Why is it such a big fear? Yeah. Who told you that? What was, what's your idea around what it looks like to be selfish? Um, And because that, 
expectation around what that means might have to shift a little for you. I wonder what it does to you to hold that expectation for yourself. Does that mean that you're never setting boundaries for yourself? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you're always putting others people's needs before your own as because of the fear of being selfish. So I want to understand like what are the consequences of that? Is the standard that you're holding yourself to realistic? Um and is it working for you? And does it make sense to maybe move in the other direction a little bit so that you can start to take care of yourself a little bit more? Yeah. How to balance necessary self-care and pushing yourself towards a goal. Oh, I struggle with this one. We're, let's use gym and exercise because I think that's a really common one, right? So let's say I say to myself, I'm going to try to have um, have some type of body movement and exercise three times a week. Take care of my body to feel stronger, whatever. Okay. Cardiovascular health, who the fuck knows? All right. <laughs> and then you're having a really fucking hard time and you get bronchitis. And you say to yourself, okay. I probably shouldn't be working out, but I made this commitment to myself. I have to be in the gym three times a week. Then it's pushing yourself towards a goal that's not helping you at this moment, right? What your body needs in that time is probably rest and fluids and not exerting yourself in every way. And so how do you start to know the difference? When, is it, when does it cause harm is the yeah. good question. That is a beautiful way of putting it, is when does it cause harm? Because you're talking about it in one sense of you set this goal for yourself because mm -hmm. you have bronchitis. And if you're still pushing yourself to go to the gym, it's not helping you. On the other end of it, right, where you're saying, oh, like, I, I want to rest. I want to give this to myself. Is the rest, is too much rest making you feel bad, right? Is there mm. something about that where you're not, you're saying like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym or I don't feel like um, meeting that, you know, moving my body three times a week because I'm tired. Is that actually helping you? And maybe it is. Maybe yeah. you, maybe you are completely exhausted. And because of that, your rest is really serving you. Um, or is laying down for that long, is it causing you anxiety? Is yeah. it, you know, is it creeping up? And is there, so I think it's on a day-by-day -day basis, a moment-by-moment -moment basis to be able to be very connected to yourself mm -hmm. is the so important. The other thing about boundaries is there has to be flexibility with them. Yes. So going to the gym three times a week is going to exert yourself and cause harm, but um, doing some light stretching isn't. Can our goal be shifted and changed? Is there adaptability? And that's one of the things to look at is if it's, if it's causing harm, it's also rigidity. Yeah. Rigidity is, doesn't work in boundaries. They're not going to work with yourself. If I say to myself, I have to do A, B, and C. Jen knows I go to bed very early. <laughs> We're in a text message thread last night. Wait, <laughs> we're in a group chat with our dear friend, Natalie. She sends this text at like 10, 15 at night. And she was like, and it started with like, I'm really sorry to text you so late. Jen answers and she's like, it's not late for me, but Emily's definitely been asleep for three hours. <laughs> and you were. <laughs> We'd only been asleep for 30 minutes so far, but I go to bed really early because I get tired early. I get, it's just like, you know, it's just like a thing that I do, right? So it's a gift I do for myself. It's a badger set for myself. I know I don't do well without a lot with um, lack of sleep. I go to bed early. But if I was to say to myself, I have to be in bed every single night at 9 p.m. 
that rigidity is not going to be self-care. It's going to feel like a ton of pressure and feel very overwhelming. It's like the um, when I read the 5 a.m. club book. When I came back from Thailand, I had this completely revolutionary <laughs> experience, apparently. I read this book that told me to wake up at 5 a.m. And I committed. I mean, committed you <laughs> to it more than I've committed to anything in my life. Why I, do you think that was? I think I I was in this beautiful place while I was reading this. And I think that we had gone through so much stress. It like it was just such a like emotional shift. Yeah. And I just I mean, had my wedding. Just I had a my... reminder, I was still at the office dealing with all the stress and you yes, were in I, Thailand. I just wanted to put that I out just, there. <laughs> thank you. I know. You've reminded me. You have reminded me of that. I understand. And I apologize. So I was having this, like, I think when I go on vacation, I get, I get like this, like, drive. And I'm sure other people feel this of like, mm -hmm. I'm going to make this huge shift in my life. And I was in this beautiful place. And so I read this book. And I love waking up early. I have the most energy in the morning. So I read this book. You wake up at 5 a.m. You, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. You read for 20 minutes. You exercise for 20 minutes. And you journal for 20 minutes every single day. And you were doing it for like uh, an amount of time until it becomes a habit. So I was committed to this. I did yeah. this after a wedding. I did this. Like Holy I shit. was so committed. Right. And I, this is not my personality at all. And I started to get sick. Like I started because I couldn't go to bed that early. That yeah. was the problem is that like I couldn't force myself to go to bed early. And so there was so much rigidity in it and I couldn't get myself to go to bed and I was getting sick from it. Like I, my immune system was down because I wasn't getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And I had to finally say like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, why am I holding myself to this standard? Um, and it was the first time that my boundaries have really been that rigid and I hadn't listened mm. to myself. And because of that, I was getting sick and I was like getting colds constantly. Also, it was like right when COVID was happening. Yeah. So I'm sure it was just like ripe. I was ripe for COVID. You um, brought COVID. I, I brought COVID over. <laughs> but, but bottom line is that you might be reading or listening to like wellness things that tell you this is the way that you should function and live your yeah. life. And this is what's going to lead to happiness. But what that leaves out is the understanding of yourself as an in, a unique individual that needs specific things. Yeah. And when you're reading something or you're listening to something, they have to make a general blanket statement about it. They just have to. That's how you talk about things. But you have to tailor everything you're listening to and reading, even this podcast. You have to tailor all of it to you and what works for you specifically. And part of that is knowing yourself and growing yourself. <laughs> Quick plug. Okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on 
their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. But I think that, you know, we talk about it a ton in terms of diet culture, right? Yeah. Like if you are exercising to lose weight, is a really high chance that that's going to become rigid and disordered. At least even if the behaviors aren't the thinking around it. Yeah. As opposed to I move my body because it feels better. Right. Right. And so I think that's something to really think about is why I know we talk about this a lot, but why do we do the things that we do? If I'm setting a boundary with myself, whether it's wake up at 5 a.m., whether it's moving my body, whether it's I'm not going to overcommit. This is um, right. I, we just finished out the holiday season. One of the things I said after like two weeks in December was like, I think I may have gone a little hard on the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a ton of shit with my kid. Yeah. I took her a million things. I understand it's magical, but I like it's it's like you get to like the week for Christmas and I'm like, I don't give a shit. We do already celebrated for the past few weeks. I'm done. <laughs> um, And so to say to yourself, right, like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing and what function are they providing in my life? And is it is it harmful in some yeah. ways? Yeah. Why do I schedule stuff? And then when time comes around, I dread having to go. Is that the one you're going to choose? Yes. That's the okay, exact you should probably one answer this one. This is you and me. So reason being is that when you're scheduling it, you might have the energy for it. You might really want it. I do this so often to myself yeah. where at the beginning of the week, I will schedule something for the weekend. And by the time I get to the weekend, I'm like, oh my God, I am so tired. Like, why did I do this? It's because you make a plan when you're in a completely different 
headspace. And then once you get to that plan, you might be in a different headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things we talked about earlier is that sometimes when you push yourself to do something that you thought you didn't want to do, it ends up being fun. Yep. You end up being rejuvenated from it. This happens to me all the time where I will have this thinking about something gives me more exhaustion than actually doing it. The anticipation anxiety I get for these experiences is so much higher than the than what's necessary for the actual experience. So I would also ask you that is the anxiety that you have or the dread that you have when it comes to doing that, is it actually connected to the experience you're about to have? Um, When you get into the situation, do you hate it as much as the dread is telling you you're going to hate it? Um, If so, then maybe you need better boundaries with yourself to be able to say, um, I'm not going to make plans until the end of the week if I can, so that I know what kind of headspace that I'm in Mm -hmm. in order to make commitments. Um, If not, then I would just question the dread that comes up for you. Question the anticipation anxiety that comes up for you because your body might be telling you something that isn't actually coming to fruition when you're in the situation. Mm. Okay. How do I respect them once you set them? So let's say I say to myself, right, like, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna commit to stuff until Friday or I'm not towards the end of the week. Right. But then I get a text and this person's super hype about inviting me to this thing and I don't listen. Right. So the question is, how do you slow it the fuck down? (laughs) One of the things that I think you and I are very different with is like, so Jen and I share a calendar. We do most our entire lives together. Um, And I should do this thing. I do this thing that you probably fucking hate, which is I call up and be like, have you seen next week? (laughs) And you're like, no, I don't look at the week before. But the reason I do it is to say we can't, I already see A, B, and C scheduled for next week. I can't put anything else on the calendar, especially like if my husband's traveling. I'm like, I really can have like very minimal things on the calendar because I have anxiety about my daughter picking up, if she gets sick, any of those things, and I'll have backup. And so for me, that's one of the ways I actually set a boundary with myself is I only commit to a certain amount of things during the week. And I have to say no, but I have to do that by slowing it down and looking ahead. You know what I just realized? I think that's your way of slowing down. Yeah. Is to look at the week. Uh, See, like I make slow decisions about anything, no matter what. I don't have to look at it. You know, if someone asks me something, I'm like very quick to being like, I'll get back to you. Or like for the business, don't you feel like we get questions all the time in the season of the most recent season of our business? We, the amount of meetings we've had yes. that we don't really get to control. Yeah. Well, yes, I think, yeah. I mean, the most recent season, it's been a wintry season. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, I, I don't know if we can take the most recent season and connect to everything else because it's been, there's been a lot of storms <laughs> that we weathered. So but everything's I think, great, but we made some big changes to the business that just took a lot of, um, logistical moves and time and stuff. Um, But that's what I would say. Okay. So, so here's what I was going to say is that 
you have a specific way of slowing down and making mm-hmm. choices. I have a specific way of slowing down and making choices. So that's what I would say to this person is like, what do you need in order to slow yourself down so that if someone's asking you something, as soon as they're asking, you're not saying, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's do that. Right. Is it that you're looking at your calendar and you're anticipating how you're going to feel at the end of the week? Because Mm -hmm. you know that in the past, when you have been working a nine to five and you've had a lot on your plate that by the weekend, you're exhausted, like use history as an indicator of do I want to commit to this? Do I not want to commit to this? Um, Or if you're someone who says yes, immediately, if you can start to say, hey, I'll get back to you no matter what. Like, even if it's something you want to do to just start to practice saying, let me look at the schedule, I will get back to you. Mm -hmm. It puts a pause in between your knee jerk reaction to say yes. And because maybe you're a people pleaser, maybe you want to take care of them, maybe you do want to see them. But it gives you the time to be able to say, well, how does this actually feel for me? Is this something I actually want to commit to? Am I able to commit to this? And how will I feel once I get to this event? How will that feel for me? Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Last question before we do, uh, dear Emma Jim. I want to talk about this one because I think it's very important. Is can you talk about emotional boundaries with self when it comes to a knee jerk reaction to manage other people's feelings? Ah, <sighs> emotional boundaries with self. So this well it does sort of it goes into slowing down. Yeah, it does. So here's what I know. For me, usually whatever my instinct is, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to managing other people's feelings, because I have history of such codependent behavior, if it's trusting my instinct, then yes, I'm going to go with it immediately. But for me, my history of managing other people's behavior means I don't necessarily have the best immediate reactions. And here's here's what I'm going to say about slowing it down. Here's here's how what I think is really important in being able to slow it down in those moments is I want you to ask yourself. In the face of other people's emotions, what's the emotion that's coming up for me? Because your reaction to try to take care of other people's feelings is coming from an emotion that's coming up for you. So someone else's emotion is triggering an emotion for you. And all you're seeing is the reaction to your own emotion that is causing you to want to take care of their, is Mm -hmm. it discomfort? Is it anxiety? Is it What's the emotion that's coming up for you? When you can locate that, you can begin to slow yourself down to be able to say, well, what do I want to do with the emotion that comes up for me when that happens? Yeah. How do I want to take care of my own emotion as opposed to my reaction of wanting to take care of someone else's emotion? Mm -hmm. That is a reaction that you are having to your own emotion. The thing that we're missing, the thing that keeps us from slowing down is the understanding of what that emotion is that we have. Mm-hmm. So get down to whatever that emotion is so that you can make a choice. You can decide what you want to do with it as opposed to I'm going to react to this and take care of someone else's emotion. Yeah. Um, are you ready for Dear Emma Jen? I'm so ready. Dear Emma Jen. Hi, ladies. I've been off work due to sickness for over a month. Returning has felt impossible for me, mainly due to my anxiety and feeling like I'm an imposter in my career. I guess it's fear of failure. I'm newly qualified in my profession. How would you advise I tackle this? Can we normalize imposter syndrome? Like whether clearly everyone's got it. (laughs) 
Everyone's got it. Whether you are new in the field or whether you've been in the field for 50 years, I was just talking to my dad last night about imposter syndrome. He said he left a party with a bunch of lawyers and he said something about like feeling like an imposter. I was like, oh, imposter syndrome. And he was like, what's that? And I had to explain it to him. But he has been a lawyer for years, 50, I don't know, I don't know how many years, but so long. I just want to normalize that that is just embedded into your experience. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a job, Emily and I have worked through this a lot too, that as business owners, we're always doing something new. And when you're doing the same thing over and over again, I think it's easy at, at some point to start to overcome some of that imposter syndrome because you start to build on that. But when you're doing a bunch of different things in your career, um, which most careers entail, even if they're like small, nuanced things, um, it's easy for that imposter syndrome to creep back up. What I would say to that is just because you're feeling like an imposter doesn't mean you are one and it doesn't mean that you can't do your job really well. You know, for me, it goes back to something we were talking about before, which is self-compassion. Yeah. If I took a month off of everything, it would take me time to recuperate, right, of anything that I did. And so, one, we have a great episode with Dr. Kristen Neff on self-compassion, and she has an amazing book, Fear Self-Compassion, I highly recommend. Um, and that's what we're talking about here in a big way, right? Which is how do I have compassion for myself as I enter into something hard? Yeah. And compassion would mean slowing things down, giving yourself grace, not beating yourself up. If you struggle to even remember how to log back into your computer, right? Like whatever way that looks like, this is the time for self compassion and maybe you have to write it on a sticky note and put it on your desktop monitor at work but one of the things to say to yourself is that like this is also goes back to that helpfulness of the internal um monologue and dialogue that you have with yourself of i'm gonna be okay this has been a very hard transition and reintegration back into work and i'm gonna figure it out also you've been sick for over a month horrible <laughs> And you know when you get over a fever and you feel like a newborn baby for some reason, like your legs don't work the same and like your <laughs> arms don't work the same. You know what I mean? You just feel like completely depleted of your yes. of your humanness for some reason. And you're just like, it feels like you're seeing the world again for the yeah. first time. So I would also say like physically this, I assume that being sick for over a month takes a huge physical toll it's on gone. you. And that also also affects your mental health. So like there's such a, a mind body connection there too. And so mm -hmm. along with the discussion around self-compassion, understand that you have been sick for over a month. And so give yourself time, give your body time to recuperate, give your mind time to recuperate, take just because you're back at work doesn't mean that you are fully healed from that. So give yourself time to work through that. It will take time to feel fully whole again and back in the swing of things. And that's it for today's episode. We always ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast. You can check us out on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Shrink Chicks at the Therapy or the, at the Therapy Group. We have merch at shrinkchicks.com slash merch. We have uh, journals on Amazon. You can write uh, right in Shrink Chicks journals. Um, but really what we're passionate about is matching you with a wonderful, wonderful clinician. And so if you are interested 
and restarting, starting, switching up your therapeutic journey, we would love to help you uh, connect with a therapist to do that. You can check us out, thetherapygroup.com. Jen and I do all the matching ourselves. We are so excited to be doing this all with you. Thank you for joining us this week. And don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes. I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.